You're listening to the Earn That Body podcast, episode number 99. Welcome to the Earn That Body show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. Hey everyone, it's Kim Eagle with the Earn That Body podcast, always here to bring you health, fitness, and nutrition information that you can put into play right away. So I have to tell you, I'm hiding in my bedroom right now filming, or I should say recording this podcast because we're doing a little bit of a house remodel and my kitchen is completely torn apart. (laughs) So I don't have a kitchen. Everything from my kitchen is in my studio where I normally record my podcast. So I can't even get in there. So I'm hiding in my bedroom right now, which actually probably has better acoustics than the studio because it has carpet in it, which absorbs more of the you know sound waves and whatnot but I have to tell you my dogs are in here so you may hear Penny groaning as as she does and Fig's pretty quiet however but we have a great episode today and it has been a highly requested episode from so many of you so I was like I better do this episode on intermittent fasting and I better do it soon because everybody wants to know what's the deal with intermittent fasting But first, I want to bring you an eagle's eye on health on our topic today, which is sunscreen, because it is summertime. Of course, I never know when you're going to listen to this podcast. You might listen in the winter, but I'm recording it in July of 2018. It is very hot. I live in Austin, Texas, and sunscreen is crucial right now for all of us. Even if you're not an athlete working out outside, they say you should be putting on your sunscreen every day. So just a quick segment on sunscreen. Did you know that one in every five Americans will develop skin cancer throughout his or her lifetime? It's the ultraviolet radiation from the sun that is known to not only increase the risk of skin cancer, but also cause the premature aging of the skin, which will include changes in color and texture, and of course, what we don't want, which is wrinkling. So avoiding the UV radiation is definitely the easiest way to prevent any of that. Uh, It's going to prevent the sunburns and the development of skin cancer. And it's essential for babies, children, and really people of all skin types. So as the weather heats up, and it's definitely hot, hot, hot here for us in Austin right now, and you head outside to enjoy the outdoors, let's just review five important things to stay safe in the sun. The first thing is know the sun's strength. The sun is strongest between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. So you really want to stay out of the sun during those times if at all possible. Number two, you want to pick the right SPF. And the Academy of Dermatology recommends an SPF of 30 or higher for everyone. Number three, make sure that your sunblock says broad spectrum. What does that mean? Well, UV radiation is made up of UVA and UVB radiation. The SPF, it only measures the sunscreen's ability to protect against UVB radiation. But we gotta protect against UVA too, right? So you want labels that say broad spectrum, which means it is a sunscreen that also protects against the UVA. So that's a really important thing when you're looking at that bottle of sunblock, make sure it says broad spectrum, 
The fourth thing is you want to reapply sunblock every two hours. And I think that's where a lot of us go wrong. We put it on once in the morning or we put it on before that run and we forget very quickly after that two hours later, that's time to reapply. And especially for the kids outside swimming, they're outside all day, every two hours. And the fifth thing is wear sun protective clothing. If at all possible, when you can, sun protective clothing is definitely a great way to keep the rays off your skin. Okay, let's get right to intermittent fasting because I know you all want to know, should I do it? Is it the best way to lose weight? Is it the fastest way to lose weight? How come everyone's talking about it? If you know me, you know that anytime something comes along, and intermittent fasting by no means is a new thing. It's been around for quite a while now. People have been trying it and talking about it. But for some reason, tons of people keep asking me about it. So it's like, it's not... It's not like it's new, but it's the hot topic apparently right now. So do you think that I'm going to encourage people to start intermittent fasting? You probably know my answer, but I like to go through some of the research and I want to see for myself and then I want to educate you as to the real things that are happening when people do intermittent fasting. Because unfortunately, what most of you hear is that some Hollywood star did it and lost 30 pounds, or this one person did it and did this amazing results, or you hear a couple things and then you think automatically, oh, it must be great, must be the way to lose weight. Well, that's not exactly necessarily what the research always says. So what is intermittent fasting? The intermittent fasting approach to weight loss basically alternates between periods of unrestricted eating and periods that allow for very few calories, right? So you're not really eating too much. Now, one diet is called the 5 to 2 diet. And the way that that intermittent fasting diet works, it allows five days per week of normal eating while limiting you to about 500 to 600 calories on the other two days. Yes, you heard me right. Two days a week, you're supposed to eat 500 to 600 calories. Oh my gosh, I would die. Okay, but that's the five to two diet. Five days normal eating, two days where you restrict to five to 600 calories. The second uh, type of intermittent fasting is called alternate day fasting, where you alternate one day on fasting, one day off. So it could be restricted calories on that one day and then normal calories one day and alternating those days. Another type is called time-restricted eating limits, where it limits the food intake to a certain number of hours per day every day of the week. So for example, you're only allowed to eat between the hours of 12 and 4, and then you don't eat the other hours. So that's time-restricted eating. And the last one, which I, I, I mean, I can't even fathom this. It's called biohacking. Apparently it's popping up in Silicon Valley circles and they take intermittent fasting to an extreme with plans that have adherence going without food for as long as seven days. Oh my God. I don't even understand why you would want to do that and how you could seriously function. They're obviously drinking something in those seven days, but they're not eating food for seven days. Okay, that's a whole different topic in itself. Okay, those are the different kinds of intermittent fasting. So does intermittent fasting work? Well, are you asking if it works for weight loss? Because fasting every other day may be as effective for weight loss as old-fashioned calorie cutting, but it is not 
more effective than your basic calorie cutting, okay? According to a study done in 2017 from the University of Illinois at Chicago, published by JAMA Internal Medicine. Researchers asked 100 obese adults to follow a reduced calorie diet, an intermittent fasting plan, or no regimen at all. At the end of the year, both the reduced calorie and alternate day fasting groups had lost roughly the same amount of weight. So, you know, there you go. It's the same as cutting your calories in the first place, just as in watching what you eat, probably taking out the processed stuff, taking out the sugar, the alcohol. That's, you know, putting yourself on the reduced calorie plan versus not eating at all for either just day periods or hour periods. Now, another study published in 2011 in the International Journal of Obesity compared that 5-2 diet approach with a less drastic but consistent calorie cutting approach and found similar comparable weight loss of the two. So again, the intermittent fasting did not by any means beat out regular calorie cutting type diets. So why are people trying it, right? Part of the fascination with intermittent fasting arises from research with animals showing that fasting may reduce cancer risk and slow aging. One hypothesis is that fasting can actually activate cellular mechanisms that help boost your immune function and reduce inflammation associated with chronic disease. Now, while it's true that getting rid of excess body fat will improve a person's metabolic profile and it also lowers their cardiovascular risk, the doctor of this study said there's no strong evidence that fasting adds health benefits beyond any other weight loss strategy. So it's losing weight that helps these things. It's not necessarily the way you lost weight by doing it with fasting. Now, other studies suggest that intermittent fasting can actually improve your cognitive function and protect against some of the damaging effects of Alzheimer's and Parkinson's disease. But let's just be clear, that's not talking about weight loss, all right? So everyone I know wants to know about intermittent fasting for weight loss. They're not asking because of the effects of it on Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. So very different thing that if you do read that it works, well, it is working for Alzheimer's and Parkinson's, some of the effects, all right, but not really at all for weight loss, not more than calorie restriction. So what is the upside? Well, short-term studies say uh, or suggest that intermittent fasting may activate the immune responses that improve blood lipids, blood sugar, blood pressure, and inflammation. Okay, that's some of the short-term studies that they've seen. Some studies show that intermittent fasting may also preserve learning and memory function in animals. The research on the effects of intermittent fasting on human brains is lacking, okay? It's lacking. So that was on animals, not necessarily on humans. Now, is there a downside if you feel like you want to be the person who tries intermittent fasting? What's the downside? Well, guess what? Almost 40% of the intermittent fasters in the University of Illinois at Chicago, in that study, 40% dropped out when they were doing intermittent fasting compared with 29% who did the regular calorie restricting. So guess what? It is very hard to do intermittent fasting. 
These are long periods of time that you have to go without eating. I am a huge believer that if you are hungry, that is your body's way of telling you something. You actually need fuel. You should not ignore the fact that you're hungry. So that is probably why so many people, 40%, drop out of intermittent fasting because they just can't do it. It's too hard. And again, if something is too hard, then you're not going to do it. Then that's probably not the best way to make some lifestyle changes so that your weight loss also stays off. Another downside is that all people react differently to fasting. There you go. You can hear Penny scratching, and that's her little collar there. So people react differently to fasting. A person might feel lightheaded, tired, nauseous, and generally will not have the energy needed to exercise. Well, that's lovely. I mean, those are all things I love. I love to be lightheaded, tired. I love when I feel nauseous. And for me, exercise is a big part of my life, And but I won't have energy to do it. So that's, to me, it's not that inviting. I just don't know why people want to try this. It's None of that sounds good to me. The third downsize is the danger of indulging in unhealthy dietary habits on your non-fasting days. So say you do one of those fastings where you fast one day and then regular one day, fast one day. What do you think you're doing on the non-fasting day? You're starving. So you are more likely in indulging in a ton of unhealthy food. And that's really just going to undo everything you did on the calorie restriction the day before. So again, what's the point? In addition, there's a strong biological push to overeat. So not just what you're eating, but to eat too much following your fasting periods. Your appetite hormones, your hunger center in your brain, they basically go into overdrive when you're deprived of food. So not only are you probably gonna choose unhealthy foods, you're gonna eat a lot of it. And again, that's not gonna benefit the weight loss. So who should definitely not do intermittent fasting? Well, the experts say that if you have diabetes, hypoglycemia, a history of disordered eating, as well as teenagers, if you're pregnant, if you're nursing, none of these people should ever be trying intermittent fasting. Now, what are some of the concerns? Well, if food is fuel and fuel is needed to work out and exercise, then what is happening when we fast in regard to our body doing these workouts? Well, under normal circumstances, the body generally uses stored carbohydrates to fuel our exercise. And when those stores are depleted, the body looks for other energy sources that will turn to both fat and protein stores. So that's what it's gonna look for if it doesn't have that carbohydrates. Many proponents of intermittent fasting cite the fact that the body will burn more fat during exercise than during a fast, but they fail to mention that the body will be burning and losing more muscle as well. So it's really important to note that burning protein will not only adversely affect your muscular strength, but it will also slow down your metabolism, making weight loss much more difficult in the long run. And science has shown that building muscle through resistance training is absolutely essential for sustaining weight loss and overall health. And fasting will make putting on muscle and building muscle strength much more difficult. Your body just can't do it. It doesn't have the fuel. You actually need quite a lot of calories to put on muscle. That's why in one of my programs I have, it's called Shred That Body, and that is that program is what I call the 
third phase of all my programs. So the first phase is earn that body, then is keep that body, and then is shred that body. And in shred that body, most people have lost most of their weight, or they might still have a little bit of weight to lose, but now it's about putting on muscle. And in shred that body, a lot of people will actually get more calories than they were on before, because without more calories, they cannot put on muscle. So if you are someone, this is kind of like a side note, but you're like always lifting, but you never put on muscle, it is very possible you're not eating enough to put on muscle. And if you intermittent fast, you're definitely not eating enough. And so you can't put on that muscle tone. You can't build that muscle strength and that absolutely will slow down your metabolism. Okay. So reality check. To me, here's the reality. I always say like meet somewhere in the middle. We already intermittent fast, in my opinion. I'm already meeting in the middle because I go to bed at night between 8 and 9 p.m. I always say the kitchen closes between 8 and 9 p.m. I close the kitchen, no more food. And that's what I ask my clients to do as well. You shouldn't really be eating after 8 to 9 p.m. because generally no good eating happens after that time. And then I go to sleep until about 6 to 7 a.m. So that is already fasting for 9 to 11 hours right there, right? So that's my fast. Why do you think they call breakfast? I mean, break that down. Break fast. You're breaking the fast. You've already fasted all night. That is the only fast you need to do. And you need to remember when you hear about these diets, oh, keto diet this and intermittent fasting and no carbs and no fat, there is no magic pill. I just don't think there's going to be a day when you guys come to me and say, hey, check out this diet. Will you do a podcast on it and let us know what you think? I just don't think I'm ever going to say, that's the one. I'm so happy they found this new diet because it's the one. It works. Because the only one that's ever going to work is the one called changing your lifestyle. Eating healthy, eating balanced, eating carbs, protein, and fat watching your sodium intake, watching your sugar intake, watching your fiber. If you're not doing those things to make lifestyle changes, it doesn't matter what diet you do because you're just going to put the weight right back on. So everything I do in my programs and everything that I preach is all about eating healthy, eating balanced, eating enough. Starving yourself will never work because you will always end up binging because your body needs the calories. Just remember, Your body is smarter than you are, and its only job is to keep you alive. So if you starve for one day, it's going to send hunger to your brain like crazy to get you to eat something. You're desperate for the carbs. You're desperate for sugar at that point. Your body's going to do everything you can, and you're going to overeat, overindulge. Instead of doing that, you could just eat healthy Healthy foods, real foods, take out the processed foods, take out all the crap that you might be eating, take out some of this alcohol you might be drinking every night. You don't have to starve. You can eat. I would always rather eat. I just, the thought of starving myself makes me want to cry. And trust me, I did every diet back in the day. So when I was young, before I understood any of this, I did the cabbage soup diet. I did no fat, the no fat diet. I did Atkins. Every time I started one of those diets, I always felt so tired, so cranky. I would cry. I was upset. And then you fall off the wagon pretty fast because you can't sustain it. So then you feel guilty. You feel like a failure. And it's this ongoing cycle until the day that you can realize that food is good for us. And if we change our relationship with food 
And of course, you know, cutting out the process stuff is pretty much all you have to do. Getting your portions in control, obviously, if you are a huge eater, but honestly, you just, you don't have to starve to lose weight. And I think that's my biggest thing. Intermittent fasting, yeah, you'll lose weight, but you'll also lose weight the same exact way by just cutting out the bad stuff and and dropping those calories a little bit versus doing something so drastic. So there you have it, team. Intermittent fasting, it's not the end all. It's not the best way to diet at all. In my opinion, when I have had some clients come to me and they say I was intermittent fasting, it takes us a long time to get them to lose weight because their metabolisms are absolutely shot. And it's like their bodies don't believe that they're gonna continue to eat this way, so it takes a lot longer for it to trust the body and start dropping the weight. It can be done, and I've done it with many clients. But I will say, my clients who did intermittent fasting, they struggle to get things back on track and to lose the weight and keep it off. That's what we got for today. Okay, everybody, guess what? I'm doing a pull-up challenge July 30th. It's all online. It's only $10. That's the early bird rate. If you want to get in on this, July 30th pull-up challenge, just go to shockthatbody.com and you'll see all the information and how to register for it. It's going to be super fun. Again, it's only $10 because I want everybody involved. All you need is a pull-up bar for your doorway or you can do this also at the gym. So you can bring the the videos that we're going to do right to the gym. Some people do pull-ups at the park. They basically always have a, a pole on top that you can do that as well. So if you want to be in on the game and you want to be in the pull-up challenge, July 30th, just go to shockthatbody.com, get the info, and I will see you then. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube.